to the Stair Wear Army, Natasha, and, and Jahan take a look, long, awkward look at life and deep dive, and deep dive into all manner of subjects. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And if you like what you hear, please share with some for friends and follow us for more content. And we love hearing from you. Please don't hesitate to DM us at the Awkward Stare Podcast on Instagram and email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Again, that's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. So this is our first episode in our Reimagine the Self series. We're looking forward to having many conversations with new and old friends as we get some insight into what that really means. Um, for other people, as well as what that means for us. Uh, on this part of our journey, we wanted to give you a taste of of where we are and how we're reimagining ourselves. So let's get started. So in the fourth episode of the show, we spoke about what we meant uh, by reimagining. And Arlene had mentioned the focus was on the self. So we wanted to revisit that idea, and this will be the first of many episodes in this series. First, we wanted to speak about how we are reimagining ourselves and our lives. Arlene, you want to speak a little bit more about what you meant by focusing on the self in the world of reimagining? Well, what I meant was, when I was speaking about that, was like just, I guess, how can you really um, reimagine or change anything else around you or around your life if you don't start with um yourself first i i feel like a person at least me personally i would have to go in and go okay if i'm a co-creator of my life and you know as within so without then what about me has to change in order to to make my outer world reflect what's inside of me so that's why i believe the focus should start from the self when it comes to reimagining because what's inside of you is going to reflect what's your outer world. And everything is, is, is perception. So that is what I mean. Yeah, that makes total sense. I feel like in reimagining the self in that way, to me, it means three things. It means being present, being self-aware, and as often as possible, and being um, vulnerable with myself and with others. I realize that doing that, um, like none of that happens overnight um, or all at the same time, but they're, pillar, they're pillars of what I think it requires for you to imagine yourself because being present means that you have to pay attention to the things that you're doing in the world around you and, what, and what's going on with you and how you're feeling and also being appreciative of all those, all those moments and, and then, you know, with that yourself more self-aware. And then you can be vulnerable because you know what how to express yourself or you choose to express yourself in certain ways that you probably haven't done it before. And it kind of leaves you open, but it leaves you open also for for some dynamic growth that you may not have seen before had you not been vulnerable with those people in those moments. So I definitely think that it requires being present, being self-aware and being vulnerable in order to really begin to reimagine yourself. So for me right now, how I'm reimagining the self is I'm challenging my limiting beliefs. I'm working on just being healthy 
people across the gamut, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and accepting my own power, um, accepting what what powers I do have um, in in this world. So I agree with you both uh, about how you're envisioning, you know, seeing where what changes need to be made in oneself um, in order to create change in the world. I do think that this past year has also brought up many challenges and it for me it's helped me clarify some things in myself as well. I think that over the past year it's been important for me to learn how to listen to my own internal voice and learning how to follow that. For a long time I've been kind of listening to other people's opinion, what I need to do and how I need to follow my life and I had to, there were certain things that have um, transpired where I learned how to just kind of go in, in inside of myself and learn how to listen. To. Um, that doesn't mean I don't ask for help, but even knowing when to ask for help is kind of uh, listening to my own internal voice. Over the past year, what has changed or what has clarified in your own ideas along those lines? I'll have to say that this, this period has given me more time to hone in on aspects of myself and the time allowed me to to be more meticulous about the things that I was doing, eating, um, what I was listening to, and focusing on. And it became a hyper-focus, so much so that sometimes I would get lost in the weeds. And, and I still do, and I'm working on that. But at the same time, the hyper-focus also allowed me to notice things about myself that didn't suit me well and, you know, didn't serve me, I should say, as well as things that I wanted to bring out of myself more so. I wanted to bring from with, within myself out into the world more. And that meant to with with friends, with family, it, it allowed me to feel like I can better or I can have better ways to connect um, with the larger world in ways that, that I wasn't I wasn't before. And it also showed me what I feel like could be my life's work. And so that's starting to take shape for me as well. So a lot have ch- has changed and be clarified for me in this time. Um. I guess for me, um, this year has has changed a lot where, well, there were some things that I really wouldn't pay attention to that I started paying attention to a lot more within the past year. But um, I also learned not to get lost in certain information and certain stuff that was going on. For example, last year was all the pandemic was happening and and the and elections was a big thing and politics and all that stuff and so you know you get wrapped up in that stuff like emotionally wrapped up in that and at some point I had to like back up off that and you know say how truly beneficial is this for my for me and and where is that is is do I want to dedicate that kind of energy to that is it is it bettering my life is it doing anything to make me better and in a sense I think it has made me aware about a lot and I really make it a big thing to to be aware and and maintain an awareness in this world not just to be like oblivious to things because I feel like you know in the spiritual community sometimes it's like you you get lost in the clouds for lack of 
a better um, saying, like where you're just like, everything is rainbows and roses. And it's like, no, you have to find a balance between that. Everything isn't rainbows and roses. And you have to be able to acknowledge when things aren't that and accept that as well. So, you know, big thing that has also changed with me is actually implementing and being grateful for the bad things that happen as well as the good things, because I know that these things are meant to to grow you and teach you lessons. So I'm grateful for all of it. Nonetheless, um, I have become a bit more self-aware of, of not the way I navigate myself in this world. So I try to be mindful of that as well. I also, you know, I don't know if it's age or the pandemic or a combination of all of it, where it's like certain things I just can't hold back anymore. Like I have to speak up if something's like, you know, not fitting right or, or not even not fitting right like where i i'd be a little more passive before i'm still pretty passive but you know not as like or something is like uncomfortable i speak up you know what i'm saying where like you would like sit in your uncomfortableness or right. whatever um whereas now it's like well you know this makes me uncomfortable and i'm gonna tell you it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> you know like um what else it, i mean it's been so much i feel like 2020 to even now i'm still going through my changes and and i just realized that that's just going to be a part of my life every single day you know as long as i continue to come back to self and, and reflect things i also realize that sometimes i do try to suppress certain things that's something that i've had in the past so now i'm like you know when i go go within self and meditate, I try to be like, all right, now I have to, I, I notice myself trying to suppress this. So let me go into this and face whatever that is and ask myself those questions. It's a lot of like, you know, dissecting and taking apart things. Why I feel this way? What's making me feel this way? What about this? Am I picking up on other people's energy? Because I realize I am very empathic in a lot of ways and I do pick up people's energies and and bring it home sometimes. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? This is not something I was feeling. Now becoming self-aware in that aspect. It's like, okay, Arlene, you are pretty empathic. So when you come home and there's certain energies you feel certain ways, acknowledge it and figure out whether that's yours or not. And then if it's, you know it's not yours, let it go. Like, let that shit go. So, yeah. It's, it's a lot. I could go on and on, but... It's a lot. It's been a journey, not just last year, just in the past four years, four or five years, maybe, of just constant changing and evolving and, and all that good stuff and jumping into new experiences and, and such. So, yeah. Sorry if I went off on a tangent. No problem. <laughs> Thank you for for those answers um we're gonna just take a quick break and we'll be right back with more on this topic and we're and we're back from that short break um i think that uh just reimagining the self is challenging in and of itself and just reimagining like what you think about the world, what the world has told you about yourself, how you process that and coming up to a point where you're like, something's not 
the way I need it to be. Um, I want to flip something on its head. But a big challenge that I have been coming across is actually accepting that I'm where I need to be. Um, That's a big challenge for me because I want to get to the place that I want to be and accepting that I'm where I need to be at this moment in time and not feeling behind in life. I think that's also a challenge that I'm, you know, I think it's in the the same vein of just accepting where I need to be because I've oftentimes felt like I had to catch up to something or catch up to some kind of goal and that that has been like a big thing I've been running into in this moment of my life and also knowing what I'm doing too much because there's so many many things that I'm trying to get accomplished and because I feel like I'm behind and because I feel like I'm not where I need to be I often just take on all these challenges at one one time or all these projects and then I I get burnt out. So I think those are my biggest challenges right now. What about you all? Challenges, current challenges. I mean, I have challenges every day. For me, a, a challenge is just remaining uh, in a remaining in that self-awareness state where it's like, okay, not to take things personally or or not to take things like it's just happening, you know, to you, like kind of watching what's happening and like moving in that aspect is a challenge because sometimes I do take things personally, me being a a sensitive person, sometimes I can take things personally and, and just trying not to, to see things as like a personal attack towards me in any way. So I, I think I've gotten much better, but there's always room for improvement in all things in my life. Also, a big challenge for me, and I think I have to pat myself in the back because I have been a bit more consistent, but I have to remain that way, is just being consistent with everything that I do, just not quitting or not giving up when it gets like, you know, it becomes too much or I'm like tired or like, you know, part of me would like just want to not freaking do what I'm supposed to be doing like I just want to lay in bed and watch TV and chill (laughs) but working past that and being consistent in all of my practices right now a big focus of mine is my is my fitness I've been at the gym every day and want to go five days sometimes I'm like damn it I only did four days and I'm like trying not to kick myself in the ass but at the same time like part of me is like you failed you failed this week. You didn't do the five days, but like, you know, just being consistent in, 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 in what I'm doing and also being kinder to myself as well. When it's not a hundred percent of the part and not giving up in that, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of challenges I need to work on and, and all that stuff. But, you know, that's part of the process and I'm grateful for all of it anyways. There's a lot going on like Harleen said for me as well it's just a matter of um trying to put it all into place so as this question is asked I'm like there's like three things that keep coming to mind for me right now and a lot a lot of it still revolves around self-acceptance imposter syndrome and just like not feeling worthy and it requires so much grace and 
Um, I know Jahan mentioned earlier that, you know, to follow listening to your inner voice and following, following a certain feeling, what it leads me to actually is how, how I can actually not really dwell in those feelings and those feelings of, you know, lack of self-acceptance and imposter syndrome and not feeling worthy. I try to give myself a minute actually. So I, I support myself, I just say, by, by giving myself a minute to like sit in it or give myself some time to just sit in it and understand that that's how I feel. It's like to name it, give it a name and then say, okay, so well, why do you feel this way? And then start asking the questions. Like, well, why do you feel this way? And when I get an answer, I ask myself why again. And I try to meditate and really give myself a moment. If, you know, or the result of that rather is me meditating and crying, then that's fine. As long as in the end, I feel better. But it takes a lot of asking why until I get an answer. And a lot of times, sometimes the answers are so ridiculous that I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, you're actually being really ridiculous. And the thing that you're actually worried about is not even a thing. Or I come up with an answer that's like really deep and I'm like, okay, well now we have to work on this. And, and, or now we know what it is and now we know, you know, we have a solution already. So yeah, just dealing with those things and those challenges. I just, I just try to support myself in the best way. And then also just coming to my network of people, you know, my close friends, you know, Arlene, Jahan, who um, are honestly, y'all are like treasures to me. And then I have other groups of friends, like I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Um, other groups of friends that I can go to and I can talk to and they can just spit out <laughs> things that I'm just like, why, why didn't I think of that? Why, why did I have to go this far and get this emotion about the thing in order to get the solution? But the answer really is sometimes you just have to go to other people to remind you of not only who you are, but who they are to you and the support that they they, they can supply. So that's that's pretty much where I'm at when it comes to trying to navigate some of the challenges that I'm currently having in my in my self reimagining work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like those challenges that you all are. Um, experiencing resonate with me just to touch upon that feeling of unworthy like not feeling worthy and Natasha was talking about I think it goes into like just feeling behind like I oftentimes feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be I'm not worthy of where I am it's just like a whole hodgepodge of different feelings that go into it and also just working on not taking things personally and laughing because I often take things pretty personally like you're this this this, what you're saying has to do with me but I've had to kind of uncouple myself from what people are doing and saying and and understanding that that's their what's their stuff and what's my stuff and the reason why I'm feeling a certain way that's my stuff that I need to take and work on and what they're doing has everything to do with them what they're saying has everything to do with them if I can do something better for myself if I if I I wouldn't have felt any sort of way if I didn't feel like I had I could have done something better. Um, so let me work on that. But whatever they're doing and saying is not for me. And I definitely feel like I'm glad that I have supportive friends and family, um, especially my siblings and my friends who I can go to and speak to about what I'm feeling and ask them these 
questions that get me to a different sort of answer than I thought that than what's in my head. And even that is like me listening to myself and me being able to be honest with people and saying, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is the question I have on my, on my soul, on my heart, on my brain. Um, it takes a lot of honesty and a lot of vulnerability for me to do that. But I'm glad that I have people who support me. Also, um, therapy. <laughs> um, I think to have somebody who's not invested in my interest to, to, to tell me some, some truths that I might not be seeing. Um, it's still, I think that it takes, you take it as you, as I, I take it, you know, as I need to take it, but it's just like, it's still a way for me to get support and know that I, I can listen to myself. I can trust myself and moving forward from there. Arlene, you know, um, what, how are you finding support in this, uh, through this journey? Well, just like you guys said, having friends that can offer different perspectives and, and or to just listen, um, like, you know, you guys, Tasha, Jahan, and, you know, a few other circle of people that I have, my, my circle's very small, but at least I can, like, speak and, and I can, I'm very grateful to, to have people that can give me give me advice without making it personal, you know what I mean? So that's that's one way that I find support. I also like, I bring it back to self because it's something that I do a lot, but I just have to go within and meditate and that's, that's a form of support for myself. Um, I, I know when I'm feeling disconnected, so it's important for me to, to kind of like, connect with self and and examine my my own journey what i'm doing how i'm handling things and you know am i bugging out in certain things am i taking certain things too seriously or not taking it seriously or whatever yeah you know i also find support in like i watch a lot of youtube videos too so like try to get like different perspectives on on certain things while also using my own discernment and listening to myself and, and trusting myself. I, I must say, I have a really, like, I'm, I'm super grateful. Although, you know, I live in Florida and I'm here mostly 90% of the time doing this dolo, but even from afar, I feel love from my friends and my family and the people that, like, really care about me have show me so much love and and I don't want to get emotional but yeah that's 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 something that get that keeps me going is knowing that even though everyone's so far away I'm I'm not alone you know oh she looks this is from far away I didn't need to get emotional <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing. It's just like I haven't seen Clay in a couple months. I haven't seen Jonathan in a couple months. <laughs> haven't seen you in 
in person in Arlene in, I don't know, it's been, we went down to Florida in October, 2019. Was it October? But I still kind of. Yeah, it's been over a year now. Yeah, it's been. 2019. Yeah. And, and still, I think that I could still feel that I feel loved and supported, even though I haven't felt you all's presence physically in a long time. And I think that's been like the thing that's kind of been when I kind of start to spiral in my head, I just feel like, all right, I have all these people who love and support me and I can always go to them and just hear their perspective that might be not, that might be more grounded than mine at the moment. And I think that that kind of brings me back. And I think I'm just so, that's what keeps me grateful that I have that that support system. I actually have a grateful list in the morning that I try to keep up with and I write down, um, I, I feel grateful for my friends. I try to write 10 things that I feel grateful for and um, just, yeah. Yeah, gratitude I, is a big thing. Sorry. But yes. No gratitude is a big thing, you know, every day. I, I Two things, I another two things I always add to my things is just being grateful for everyone and everything in my life and 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 leading with love but mostly love for self because you have to love yourself how can you love or give love to anything around you or to anyone if you don't display that same love for yourself and if you believe that everyone that's connected to you is a reflection of you then how can you show anything other than that you know other than love to, to those people you know I agree. Love yourself. Yeah, it's so important. Love of self is so important. I don't have anything else to add to that. I just wanted to say that I totally agree. That, that's, that's the most important thing. If you love yourself, then you can begin to give to others. If you can't love yourself, it's very, 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 very difficult. Yeah. You love other people the way they deserve to be loved and the way you should love them. Yeah, I totally agree um, because I think that it, it, it takes a level of self-love to even say that I need to reimagine what what this means to be in this this life what that means for me and I think that it takes a level of you know working through that self-love and I think it always comes back to self-love at the end of the day like what kind of world do I want to live in what kind of body do I want to live in what kind of life do I want to lead it takes a level of just like loving oneself because I know that moving through the world without it, without the self-love, is just it's just so difficult. Uh, it's very difficult. And I think that that's where the work I'm doing right now as well. The challenge is, one of the challenges is working on the self-love aspect of things. So this, this has been a great conversation. And we're looking forward to, con- to continuing this conversation with other people who are going to bring different perspectives to the show. I'm going to close out by saying thank you, ladies. I really love you, and I really appreciate your support that you've given to me over the past years and my whole entire life, but Arlene, over since I've met you. Um, And um, I want to... Thank you all for listening to The Awkward Stare. If you like what you heard, please share with some friends. 
and follow this podcast for more content. And you can follow us on Instagram at the August Dare Podcast. Also, we love hearing from you. Please don't hesitate to DM us, DM us at the Awkward Stare Podcast. Or you can send us an email at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Again, that email address is theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Bye.